This is the Scoop for Tuesday. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. Tampa and St. Petersburg recently scored perfect scores on the National Human Rights Campaign's nationwide LGBTQ inclusion assessment. However, WMNF's Chris Young reports this comes as HRC still deems Florida in a state of emergency for its treatment of LGBTQ Floridians. The Municipal Equality Index examines how inclusive municipal laws, policies, and services are of LGBTQ plus people who live and work in U.S. cities. Um, Florida is definitely, definitely among the the very worst of the bad. But some of these cities are among the best of the good, and I think it's important to be able to say that, too. Catherine Oakley is the Senior Director for Legal Policy at the Human Rights Campaign. The report measured factors such as St. Petersburg and Tampa's presence of an LGBTQ plus liaison in their police department and city non-discrimination laws. This is the 10th year in a row that St. Petersburg has earned a perfect score. We're not reading the experience of an LGBTQ person who's living in one of these cities. Instead, we're rating the work that the city has done in terms of passing laws and policies to try to ensure that LGBTQ people have important protections and are included in the work of the city government. Florida has made national headlines for anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, such as what critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill and the gender-affirming care ban. A recent proposed bill would ban state employees from using their preferred pronouns and prohibit nonprofits from training employees on issues of gender and sexuality. For both Tampa and St. Pete, they have made really important choices about the kinds of services and policies that they want to offer that are trying to send a very different message than the message that the folks in Tallahassee are trying to send. Six other Florida cities, including Orlando and Miami, received perfect scores. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A Senate Republican yesterday filed a proposed constitutional amendment that would prevent the state of Florida and local governments from paying reparations to descendants of slaves. Republican Senator Blaise Angolia from Spring Hill filed the proposal for consideration during the 2024 legislative session, which will start in January. Angolia, a former chairman of the state Republican Party, wants to put the proposal on the November 2024 ballot. It would need approval from 60% of the Senate and House to go before voters. As of early last night, a similar proposal had not been filed in the House. The proposal says it would, quote, prohibit the state, a county, a municipality, and any other political subdivision from paying compensation in the form of reparations to an individual who is a descendant of an enslaved individual who lived in the United States before December 6th, 1865, unquote. Florida begins a new legislative session next month, and some members of the Legislative Black Caucus representing Orange County have a focus plan for 2024. WMFE's Lilian Hernandez Carabajo reports one of the caucus's priorities will be dealing with all the hikes in property insurance. Members of the Florida Legislature's Black Caucus plan to address property insurance in the state, highlighting the current struggle of Florida homeowners. Speaking at a Vox Populi virtual event, Representative LaVon Bracey Davis, a Democrat, says that for many Floridians, property insurance has nearly doubled. The biggest issue, she says, is when the state bails out insurance companies with no accountability. There was one company that we bailed out in that special session that's no longer even here. So we proposed an amendment that said that if we are going to bail out these insurance companies, they have to uh, give us a guarantee that they're going to stay in the state of Florida. And if not, 
then they have to pay us the money back. That amendment didn't pass, but Davis says she will be supporting a bill filed to create a grant program that will allow homeowners to apply for financial aid. In Orlando, I'm Lilian Hernandez Caraballo. Threatened and endangered sea turtles create their nests along Pinellas County beaches. This year, Hurricane Idalia came through toward the end of the nesting season in August. Carly Oakley with Clearwater Marine Aquarium says it washed away 61 nests, but says sea turtles are resilient and lay more than one nest per season. So that's just the type of species that they are. They actually produce more offspring for the occasions of hurricanes and other natural disasters coming through. Along the 21-mile stretch of beaches in Pinellas that Aquarium monitors, they counted 227 nests in total this year before Idalia. Oakley says the damage to nests could have been much worse had the storm struck earlier in the nesting season. For the weather, it's cool and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today around 60, overnight lows in the low 40s. Tomorrow will be cool and sunny with highs in the upper 60s. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.